Welcome to the Arena Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Don't steal what I'm going to say this week. I even said it to Tim and Tim said it's okay because maybe God has put it on Christian's heart and maybe he's put it on your heart too because maybe you needed to hear it but maybe everybody needs to hear it too. Why we pray was last week. When we pray is this week. Notice the title, cleverly chosen by our lead pastor, is when we pray and not if we pray. My guess is today that probably most of us have prayed. Some might pray short prayers. Some might pray long prayers. Some might pray out loud. Some might pray just quietly. However you pray, it is okay. But what I want to encourage you is this. God wants to hear you. So if you don't pray, my hope is today that as you leave, you'll think, I'm going to give it a go because of when I pray, things make a difference. God shows up when we pray. I love the fact that God listens if I pray, Julie. But you could be praying and I could be praying and Lisa could be praying and he hears us all. Only the other day I was sat in the kitchen and I've got two boys. And Jack, my eldest, was sat. He was chatting to me. And in walked Ben, my youngest, and he started to talk to me too. He then left and went upstairs and Jack carried on talking to me. And to be honest, sorry Jack, I hadn't got a clue what either had said to me. I'd lost it. God's not like that. I can talk. You can talk. He hears us clearly. We can be assured God listens when we pray. Psalm 66 says this. I cried aloud to him with all my heart and he answered me. Now my mouth overflows with the highest praise. But praises rise to God, for he paid attention to my prayer and answered my cry to him. I will forever praise this God who didn't close his heart when I prayed. Never said no when I asked for help. He never once refused to show me his tender love. What's the psalmist saying? He's saying this. When he prayed... God answered him. God paid attention to him. He never said no when he asked for help. And he never once refused to show his tender love. When we pray, God offers the same to us. And the best example that we can use of when we pray is Jesus himself. Luke 11, 1 to 10 says this. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Jesus' reply was this, when you pray. Notice when, not if. If I want my boys to put out the rubbish, I will say when you put out the rubbish, not if you put out the rubbish. Because there is no choice. 
It's when, so it's going to happen. There is a difference. There is power when you use the word when. When often comes before a doing word. And today, I think you've guessed it, it's pray. Prayer. It is simply, simply a conversation between you and God. God created everyone to be in relationship with him. He wants to hear from you. He loves you. He wants you to talk to him. So we have a certainty. Jesus wants us to pray and God listens to us when we pray. And they're the two things I want you to carry with you as I continue in my preach. When you pray, God listens. Let's have a look at Jesus as our example. When we pray. Now, I already said that sometimes when we pray, we might do it out loud. We might do it quietly. We might do it alone or we might do it together. And that's my first point. When we pray, alone or together. Jesus would pray alone, but he'd also pray with others. In Luke 5, it says, Yet the news about him spread all the more, so that a crowd of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. You know, Jesus was often surrounded by crowds, if you know your Bible or if you've just heard some stories, you will have heard that Jesus is often surrounded by crowds. That means many demands were placed on him. You know, he would be walking and people would come to him. People wanted to hear him. People wanted to talk to him. People wanted to see him. People wanted to be touched by him. Do you see what I'm saying? He was in the place of many demands. He must have felt pulled in many, many directions. Does anybody else ever feel like that? You know, you've got a bit of work to do. You've got your family to look after. You've got church to come to. And then you've got your phone to answer. And then you've got emails to answer. And then you've got social media to check in on. Many, many demands can be placed on us at times, can't they? Sometimes then you're thinking, I've got no time to pray, but I've fitted in all the rest of that. Well, Jesus is our example. He withdrew to lonely places and he made time to pray. He was in high demand, but he knew the value of getting away. And that verse said he did it often. Jesus today is our example. You know, alone time with God is so valuable. I don't know if you've ever had it, but this is what happens. You get into his presence and you align your thoughts and your heart with him. And then you seek his desires for your life. And then you sit and you wait and a relationship builds and he hears you. And you know, all of a sudden you think you're going to be busy, you're in high demand, but you've made that time with God to be alone. And your day changes. I know when I give God a bit of a nod and carry on with my day that I've missed out. You see, he is my helper. In Psalm 54, it says, my God is my helper. The one who sustains me. That word sustain, it actually means he supports physically. 
and emotionally. We need that, don't we? Jesus is our example. He got alone to pray with God. He made time. But he also knew the importance of praying with others. And he taught the disciples to pray together so that when he was no longer with them, they would know what to do. In Acts 1, it says, they all met together, that's the disciples. They were constantly united in prayer, along with Mary, the mother of Jesus, several other women, and the brothers of Jesus. This prayer meeting, it was inclusive. You know, Jewish religious gatherings, normally there'd be separation between the men and the women. They'd be designed to do different things. They'd be asked to do different things. But Jesus had taught them to be inclusive when you pray, to gather together. There's something that happens. Jesus said this in Matthew 18. For where two or three are gathered as my followers, I am there among them. That blows my mind. When I pray alone, I have an audience of one. When I pray with others, we are joined by the one. There's times where it's good to come together, where it's really helpful. You know, you don't have to be in the same room. Not long ago, I was driving in my car, and I know exactly where I was. I was driving up Shallon's Way, and I phoned my cousin. We were having a bit of a chat, and I said to her, can you just pray with me? There was something just weighing heavy on my heart. And you know, sometimes you want to share it to talk about it. But sometimes you want to share it because you want it prayed for. And so she said to me, yeah, I'll pray. In fact, I'll do it now. She said, I'll stop, drop, and pray. I was in my car. She prayed for me. Afterwards, I said, thank you. It's already making a difference. I started to feel lighter. What she said to me was this. She said, you are welcome. However, the people in the supermarket right now are giving me some very strange looks. She had stopped, she had dropped on her knees, and she had prayed for me. Now, if you knew our Sarah, that is not what she would normally do, but she had a faith experience that she knew she needed God to join with both of us in that moment, and it made a difference. Jesus shows up when we pray together, and that is why it's so important on a Tuesday and a Thursday to get on our Zoom calls. We pray together. There's a shift it's important. God joins us. He wants to be there with us. It makes a difference when we pray together. God hears us when we pray alone. That's absolutely right too. But he joins us when we pray together. Jesus combined the two. And I've said today, he is our example when we pray. When we pray, night or day. Mark 1.35 says this, very early in the morning, while it was dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. When they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go. Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That's why... I have come. Jesus got up early in the morning and prayed. By the time he was found by his friends, he'd already committed his day in prayer. 
he'd already got his get up and go. He was like, come on then, let's go. I've prayed, I've committed my time and my day to God. You know, Julie, in the morning, if you've ever heard her say, she gets up early. She makes time with God before she gets about a busyness of the day. And then she's got to get up and go to get on with the rest of the day. This is what Jesus was modeling. He's got his get up and go because he's committed it to God first. But he also prayed in an evening. In fact, he prayed all night through. Luke 6 verse 12 says this. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. He spent the night praying to God. There is no right and there is no wrong of when we pray. You know, growing up, I saw it modelled very differently. My mum would not get out of bed and she told me she'd done her prayers and she'd done a Bible reading. She's exactly the same today. My granddad, or should I say my grandparents, would not get into bed until they'd spent the time just praying with God. In our house, as the boys were growing up, we made it a commitment to pray with them at night time. We made a commitment to do a Bible reading with them. There was a time when we thought we might have had to change that routine. And that's because Tim had made the mistake of lying on the bed with Jack as he was doing the prayers. I could hear Tim praying because I was outside in the hallway. And I thought, what is he going on about? And then I heard Jack say, Daddy, what are you talking about? And I went in, and Tim is there, lying on the bed, sleep-talking, instead of praying. He's laughing now because he remembers it. It was really cute. But in that moment, he'd nodded off. Sometimes it's important not to get all comfy and cosy in bed, isn't it? You have to find a rhythm that works for you. It might be the morning, it might be the evening, it might be through the day. I know that in the morning I like to get up and I like to spend my time in prayer. But you know in the day, I don't want to do that without doing praying either. And then at night time, I'm not really going to finish my day before I've just said thank you and maybe prayed some more. But then during the day, there's times where triggers come in and I think, I'm going to need to pray about that. So I might be walking into work and I'm like, Lord, I don't want to do my day without you, so please be with me. Or there might be that phone call from a and &E that says, I need you downstairs. And so I pray as I'm going from E floor to A floor at Queen's, if you've ever been there. And I sometimes wish there was more steps so I could do more praying before I had to go in the situation that I was going into. What am I saying? I'm not going to do that without God, so I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask him to help me. I'm going to ask him to sustain me. They might be my trigger points. What am I saying? I'm not saying... I'm a prayer perfectionist. I'm not. There are times where I should pray and I don't. But what I'm saying is this. Praying is important. It's important to have rhythms. It's important to have habits of when you pray. You miss out if you don't. It's not a religious act though. It's not something you have to do. It's actually something we get to do. I want to encourage you. When you pray, Jesus is our reference. Jesus is our example. He did it in the morning. He did it overnight. He did it at night. When you pray, it might be different for you, but don't miss out on praying to him.
the length of when you pray might be different too. When we pray, short or long. Jesus taught the Lord's Prayer. It's short, but it's full of wisdom. Jesus prayed all night. We've already made reference to that. That's a long prayer right there. Max Lucado says, since the power of prayer is in the one who hears it and not in the one who says it, our prayers make a difference. There'll be times where short prayers are exactly what are needed. Phil Pye refers to them as arrow prayers, sending him up to God. God be with me in this meeting. Lord, help me in this difficult conversation. Lord, thank you that you helped me in that difficult conversation. Lord, I want to praise you right now for what you've just done. You know, as I walked up these steps, I was like, Lord, help me as I preach today. That was a short arrow prayer, but I needed to say it. Equally, long prayers are important too. Although, when I was growing up, I went to a very different style church. So a Sunday morning would be very quiet. It'd be a reflective service. There'd be a breaking of bread table in the middle. There'd be no plan for the day. So the men would get up and they would do prayers and Bible readings and then we'd do breaking of bread and then we'd do more prayers and Bible readings. Now, I really, really enjoyed it and I'm so grateful for that upbringing. It taught me a lot. However, when Mr. Morrison, and I can say that because he's no longer with us, got up, I would think, oh no, we're in for a really long, 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 long prayer time. And... It was a family church, so I'd look at my sister and she'd look at me and think, yep, Sunday dinner's going to be late. And then we'd look across the room to our cousins and they'd be like, yep, Sunday dinner's going to be really late. And I've got to be honest and say this, I wasn't the only one that thought this because Mr. Morrison's wife literally would dig him in the legs when it was time for him to finish. You know, I didn't hear what he said. I just wanted him to finish. How bad is that? God's not impatient like that. He actually loves to hear our really, really, really long prayers. He loves us to talk to him. He loves us to communicate with him. You know, if you don't know how to do either, if you don't know how to do the long or the short, Jesus is our example and he taught us exactly what we need to do in Matthew 7, 7. And it's these three simple words. He told us to ask. He told us to seek, and he told us to knock. Ask, talk to God. Ask him what you need. Ask him what you want. Ask him what he needs of you. Seek. What is it that we should be seeking? It's God himself. Knock. Be persistent with your prayer. Don't give up. Be persistent. I think Phil said earlier, there's somebody in here praying for something they've prayed for for a very long time. I want to encourage you, be persistent. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. Psalm 34.10 says this, The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And in Proverbs it says, When we seek him in prayer, we will find him. Jesus is our example. In the long and in the short prayers, do as he told us to ask, to seek, to knock. When we pray, on the go or on our knees.
Do you know, I've already said, haven't I, that my cousin stopped, dropped and prayed in a supermarket. In the Bible, you'll see many different postures of prayer. Today, I want to use two. Two examples that Jesus did. The first one, and we'll see it through four, four of the Gospels, all of the Gospels, is that Jesus took a walk and prayed. And then in Luke, we see that Jesus prayed on his knees. This was at the Last Supper. Jesus knew what was coming. He was going to be betrayed. He was going to be arrested. He was going to die a real cruel death. Remember, he was fully human. The thought of that brought him to his knees before his heavenly father. Luke 22, verse 41 to 44 says this. Jesus pulled away from them about a stone's throw and he knelt down and he prayed. Father, remove this cup from me. But please, not what I want. What do you want? At once, an angel from heaven was at his side, strengthening him. He prayed all the harder. Sweat wrung from him like drops of blood poured off his face. He was knelt before his father. He needed to approach him. But still he said, not my will, yours be done. Hunkley says this, if life gets too hard to stand, kneel. And Charles Stanley says, fight all of your battles on your knees. Now I've already said my grandparents were on their knees kind of prayers. Every night before bed, they would get beside their bed and pray. I can see it now. I could hear them too because granddad was deaf and it was really loud. It reverberated around the whole house. Anyway, I wondered, why not do it in bed? Why not get cosy and then nod off? And I guess growing up and even into married life, I would pray before I went to sleep, often forgetting to sign off. Anybody else do that? In other words, you miss the part of the amen because you've already nodded off. And I've got to say, I didn't really get why granddad was doing the on the knees praying before he got onto bed until probably recently. There is so much value in it and I want to encourage you to do it. If you kneel before God, before you go to bed, whenever you want to, it doesn't matter. There is something that happens. You're making a time just to stay a while. You're making a time just to commit and talk to him. You're making a time to listen. You're making a time just to focus on him. You're removing distractions. You're in a posture of, Lord, this is you, and I am just going to pray. Something happens when we do that because we stay a while. You know, if I only talk to Tim on the hoof as I'm going, our relationship would never develop because it would only be surface level. But if we sit a while and talk together, we grow together. We listen together. It's important. Absolutely, pray on the go. That's important too. But kneeling, sitting, ensures you just stay for a while. Relationships grow when we do that. I want to say this. Sometimes if we only ever pray when we're on the go, we forget to listen. Or maybe that's just me. But when we stop and we seek, we find his best ways. We get his wisdom. We get his direction. 
Jesus is our example. He prayed on the go and he prayed on his knees. When we pray, yes, no, or not yet. Do you know what that means? It means that sometimes when we pray, we have to wait for answers. I think it's one of the hardest lessons of being a Christian. You know, when you're praying for something and you're waiting and you're not getting any answers. It can be the hardest thing ever. Jesus prayed three times. Please, not what I want. What do you want? Unanswered prayer is a challenge. When we pray, our answer may be from God. It's a yes, it's a no, or it's a not yet. Remember, God created us. He knows infinitely more about us than we know about ourselves. And therefore, he knows the best for us. And he wants the best for us. You know, if I always gave Jack and Ben exactly what they wanted, that would not make me a good parent. That would make them very spoiled children. It wouldn't be good for them. We are God's children. He gives us the best and he wants the best for us. And sometimes that might mean we have to wait. Sometimes that might also mean it's a no. But that no's okay because there'll be something much better for you. You know, I want to share something quite personal. And it's about probably where we are as a family right now. We've been praying for, for a while for something. It's a significant something. And we're just saying, God, we don't know how you're going to make a way. But we know you're going to make a way. We were praying for something really, really specific. And actually what came through was not what we expected. It doesn't actually make sense to us. But we're choosing to be dependent on him as we navigate a plan that God has for our life. This is what it feels like just at the minute. It feels like we're stood on, on the edge of a bridge that's literally being built as we step forward with God. And we're not going to move another step until we know that we're in tune with what God's got for our family. That's hard because I'm a person that likes to know. So I want to see this end here, but I know I've got a lot of steps to make in the meantime. Now, I know that I've not been very explicit in what we're praying for. I can't be right now, but I'm excited because I know one day I'll be able to share it with you and it'll all make sense. What I'm saying is this, please, when you're praying for something, if it's a no, a yes or a not yet, whatever it is, stay in step with God. Because that's what's important when we pray. Do you know when we pray, we need to have faith. In Hebrews, it says this, faith is confidence in what we hope for. And it's assurance about what we do not see. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what is seen was not made out of what was visible and without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him 
must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Faith. It gives us a confidence that when we pray, the answer will be the best one for us. Ultimately, when we pray, God hears us, he answers us, but it's in his ways and not our ways. Do you know, imagine if we didn't bother to pray at all, what would we miss out on? I sometimes let my imagination go to heaven. You know, when you're meeting with Jesus face to face, can you imagine that? I'm so excited about that day. But then I think, what if there's like a big screen, you know, like what we have here? And there's something that says, Helen Jane Bailey, this is what you could have had if only you'd asked in prayer. This is what you could have, what it would have looked like if only you'd seeked in prayer. This is what you could have had if only you'd have waited for the right answer when you prayed. When we pray, let's wait for his answer. He's got the best plan, but I know it takes faith. Jesus prayed, not what I want, what do you want? What a prayer to have. You know, I don't want to miss out on God's best plan for my life. So I'm making a commitment in 2022 to remember Jesus' example of what I've talked about today, of when he prayed. I want to encourage you to do the same. He prayed alone and he prayed with others. There is value in doing both. He prayed in the night and he prayed in the day. There is value in doing both. He prayed short and he prayed long prayers. There is value in doing both. He prayed on the go and he prayed on his knees. There is value in doing both. He prayed asking for what he wanted but expecting the answer to be what he needed. But please, not what I want. What do you want, God? Can I encourage you in 2022, when you pray, God will answer. When you pray, God will pay attention. God will never say no when you ask him for help. And God will never once refuse to show you his tender love. When you pray. I can't wait to hear your praise stories in 2022. Of when you prayed and when God heard you and when God answered. Be assured of this. Jesus wants us to pray. He exampled it. When you pray is what he said. Be assured of this. When you pray, God hears you. I wonder if you'd all just bow your heads for me. You know, one of the most important life-changing prayers that you could ever say, that you could ever ask, is to become a follower of Jesus. 
is to enter into a relationship with him. I've already said that on that last supper, he knew what was coming. And that was his death on a cross so that you could have relationship with God our Father. And I wonder today if there's anybody that actually wants to raise their hand right in this moment and say, Jesus, I'm making a declaration this morning to follow you. And then I'm going to pray for you. It is the best prayer you can ever make. If you want to just raise your hands now. Yeah, Lord, I want to thank you. You see those hands raised, Lord. I pray right now that they'll pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I thank you that you came, that you are our example. Lord, I thank you that you died on a cross for me. Today, I choose to follow you for the rest of my life. Amen. And Lord, I want to thank you right now that you are our example in many, many ways. But today, Lord, you are example of when and how we should pray. Lord, I want to thank you that when we are alone, we have an audience of one. You hear us. But when we pray together, you show up amongst us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are always available for every single one of us and you hear us and you answer us and you show us your tender love and your mercy and your care and your guidance. My prayer today, Lord, is this, that as people leave, they will not say, hey, if I pray this week, but they will step out and say, when I pray this week. In your name, Lord. Amen.